Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Um, this is Straightforward with Miss B. This is episode 63. And you know how we do. Grab your vices, chillax, and let's get straight to it. On today's episode, we will be starting off with the recent capture of Danilo Cavalcante, I believe is his name. And then we will go into um, the majority of this episode. We will be discussing the 2023 MTV um, VMAs. We'll get into that, talk about the girls, the artists, the uh, winners, and uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. All right. So today, today was a special day. Um, finally, authorities were able to capture, um, I believe the guy may be 32 years old, um, but Brazilian native Danilo Cavacante in Pennsylvania. Um, some of you who have been following the story may have heard this already, but those of you who have not, um, Cavalcante basically had been on, the, well, initially he had been on the run um, from the country of Brazil. Um, he was accused of murder, um, found guilty. Um, he murdered a guy in 2017. Somehow he escaped. He ended up making his way from Brazil to Puerto Rico. And from Puerto Rico, I'm assuming he probably got a hold of a fake ID um, maybe a passport as well, and was able to uh, make his way to America. And he had been residing for the last couple of years in um, the state of Pennsylvania. Um, I believe at that time he was, um, he had been working several little jobs, you know, and he um, met a girl. He was dating a girl who had two kids. And um, one day he decided, you know, Unfortunately, um, he stabbed the chick 40 times in front of her two kids. Um, so he had been sentenced um, to life in prison. And he, while at the prison for a couple of weeks, this Pennsylvania prison, um, it took him about two weeks. He had just got there. Um, he was able to escape from the prison. Um he did some old Spider-Man type of shit and crab walked up the wall, um, was able to get to the roof and over barbed wire fences as well um, and escape. And he had been on the run um, since August 31st. And today, um, you know, fortunately, authorities were able to capture him. Um Lieutenant, excuse me, Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens of the Pennsylvania State Police. Um, seems like every day they had been holding a press conference um, just to keep the public abreast um, of the, you know, just latest, um, excuse me, latest details of things that has been happening. Um, but again, today they held another press conference just to confirm that he was captured, even though there were video and photos floating around um, of him being caught and uh, taking pictures with the uh, special forces 
team members who was able to take him into custody. Um, but Colonel Bivens basically, you know, just kind of gave the rundown of what occurred. And so apparently what kind of led up finally leading up to his capture. Um, they stated that, you know, yesterday evening there was a burglar alarm um, that went off at a property that was within the perimeter because they had basically kind of made this, I would say maybe two to three mile perimeter around a certain area, um, you know, with police and different law enforcement teams um, to make sure that if he does, you know, kind of come out of the wooded area, the forest, then there will be people around the perimeter they'll be able to spot him and capture him um however there was a burglar alarm that went off um which was inside the perimeter um colonel bivens basically stated that our people investigated that um however when they investigated that particular property um last night they didn't find cavalcante there or anyone else at that particular property um however it did um bring um, them, it brings some of the law enforcement, um, people in that area to just be on the lookout, you know, and be prepared and ready to go if they did spot him. So they basically told, you know, several tactical teams to go in that area. Um, once they got that ping from the burglar alarm, there was an aircraft that was, um, up in the air and they were, the aircraft actually was able to pick up a heat signal, around one o'clock in the morning. Um, and basically with that infrared heat signal, um, they knew definitely that more than likely 99% it was going to be um, the person that they were after um, Cavacante. However, they did state that at that time, the weather became a little bad. It was raining heavily and thundering. So they did tell, you know, of course, you know, airplanes, helicopters, things of that nature, you know, they usually um, are told not to fly in inclement weather. Um, however, you know, luckily the aircraft was able to pick up a heat signal prior to them having to depart from the sky. Um, basically, there were these tactical teams and police officers around the clock um, in this particular um, limited area that they were focusing in on. And then they kind of continued to, you know, survey the area early this morning around 7 o'clock, 7 to 8 o'clock a.m. And then they basically moved in, you know, they moved in on that area very, very quietly um, they did, you know, of course they wanted to surprise, you know, surprise Cavalcante. Um, so what they did was, um, they assumed that Cavalcante probably knew, um, there was law enforcement in the area. So Cavalcante basically began to crawl, um, through the thick underbrush, um, and he also had the rifle that he had stolen from a property, um, I believe, a day or two ago. He had the rifle with him as well, but he was able to start crawling, and that's when they um, released the uh, canine, <clears throat> and the canine was able to subdue Cavacante. 
Um, the canine did not, you know, brutally attack um, Cavalcante. Um, this canine is actually um, trained to only just subdue, you know, basically grab a hold of or, you know, do what it can to prevent the inmate or the suspect basically from leaving the location. So the dog, you know, successfully was able to do that. Um, the dog did leave minor, like a minor bite wound, but they did have medical personnel on the scene that was able to treat Cavalcante um, when he was picked up. Um, from that, that is when, you know, words started coming out. He was captured. Of course, you know, media was already in the area. Um, law enforcement, these tactical teams, you know, they did do a great job. They was proud of their work. Um, so Colonel Bivens did speak to that because there had been, you know, some of the public who felt as though, you know, it was probably, you know, a little bit cringy. Um, to see law enforcement actually taking and posing, you know, posing with the suspect, um, you know, for a photo op. You know what I'm saying? Um, however, I can kind of understand. I mean, if, you, if you're if you into true crime or just look at these type of things, especially in different countries, you would always see uh, when they capture, you know, their suspect, um, you oftentimes do see law enforcement taking photos with the suspect. Um, they did say that Cavalcante did somewhat put up a fight. However, nobody was injured. Um, I kind of want to know the details of what that means. He stated that he was forcibly taken into custody. Um, so I really want to kind of get into details. Maybe eventually down the line, um, someone would do an interview and will, you know, further explain what that entailed. I also wonder if, um, I wonder if any of the law enforcement individuals had maybe like a GoPro camera or body cam strapped on them. I truly want to see what that capture looked like um, on video. Um, so maybe if they did capture video of this incident, that they will, you know, months down the line, release it to the public. Um, from that point, they took them. They put him in the back of a paddy wagon. You can see video of him on the news where they had to, you know, basically strip him of his clothing. They cut off the, um, they cut off the uh, Philadelphia Eagles sweatshirt that he had on as well as the pants um, that he had on as well. You know, they kind of do that just to make sure that before we drive off, um, he doesn't, you know, have any weapons or anything hidden on him. Um, so from there, he was transported to their Avondale police station for further processing and um, interview. And um, then, you know, from that point, he's going to be transferred to a maximum security state correctional institute. And um, that is where he will begin to serve his life sentence. So as we know, since he is an escapee and a, um, you know, convicted felon murderer um, of two individuals at this point. We know that he probably will be housed in solitary confinement for a very long time. Um, usually when prisoners have to um, be confined to solitary, um, 
spaces, you know, it's not the best treatment in the world. It's oftentimes much worse than them being with the general population. Um, so, you know, I don't really have any sympathy for this young man. Um, it is uh, kind of, you know, a little bit surprising that he was able to elude law enforcement um, for two weeks straight, you know. We have heard of stories in the past where I believe um, I heard on a interview that um, I forgot, maybe Timothy McVeigh, I believe is his name, who was considered the Unabomber. Um, they said when, you know, when he kind of escaped, he was able to elude authorities for five years. He was able to stay in the forest area of North Carolina uh, and survive for five years before he was spotted by, I believe, a local police um, digging in a dumpster behind, I believe, a store, if I'm not mistaken, um, probably searching for food and, and whatnot. So that's how he was finally captured. Um, so for this young man to have eluded authorities for about two weeks, you know, that is a little bit astonishing. Um, however, there has been an official interview, I believe, through like the Brazilian media outlet where his mother has spoken. And, you know, of course, a mother is going to take do whatever they can to make excuses um, for their kids. So basically in that interview, um, the mother basically was stating, you know, it was his upbringing where, you know, because they, they kind of grew up. He was raised, you know, in the very rural areas of Brazil. And she said that she, you know, his survival tactics, he was he learned from a childhood. You know, they they are poor, you know what I'm saying? And some days they couldn't have food to eat, you know what I'm saying? So they had to do what they had to do. So I'm sure that definitely, you know, added on to Cavalcante's, you know, ability to be able to survive so many days with just limited resources. Um, however, I know that the community, the citizens um, of what is it, uh, Poughkeepsie and those surrounding areas um, are very um, much thankful that he is back in custody as of now. And, um, yeah, everybody can just definitely, you know, relax or breathe a sigh of, you know, relief that he has finally, you know, back in handcuffs and, and going to do his time in prison. Do I believe that eventually it might not be this year, it might not be next year, it may be 10 years from now, but will Cavacante attempt to escape prison again if he's ever given the opportunity or figure out a way to do so yes I wholeheartedly believe that this probably would not be um the last time that we may hear something of the sort coming from this young man and uh yeah because you know in prison all you have is time all you have is time to think about you know your next your next thing your next steps what are you going to do and I'm sure this young man is probably going to figure out some kind of way to try to escape from prison again. But I know as of now, they're going to have him locked all the way down. So, you know, 
you definitely won't be able to attempt it no time soon. All righty. Next up, let's get into this 2020-23 MTV Video Music Awards. You know, I'm sure... I don't want to say everybody because there has been, it's a lot of people that don't necessarily tune into the award show. Um, but this year, um, this year it was definitely what I will call La Vida VMAs, um, the crazy VMAs. And I think that's what I'm going to name this episode. Um, but yeah. It was a lot going on, as we know, Nicki Minaj, um, the Queens native, um, Queens, New York, that is, and Queen of the Barbs, Miss Nicki Minaj. Um, she was the official host um, of the VMAs this year, and she also performed a couple of times, and we'll get into that in just a second. Um, congratulations to Nicki Minaj, first and foremost. Um, she won the Best Hip Hop Award at the VMAs. I believe the song that she won with was Super Freaky Girl, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, she opened up the show. Well, first, I believe it was Lil Wayne that performed the opener uh, performance. And then Nicki Minaj came out and her opener was extremely short. She did state in the opener that, you know, the producers of the VMAs and MTV, um, they was a bit, uh, I would say, I won't say scared, um, but they definitely probably was a bit nervous, you know, because Nicki Minaj is someone, um, someone who oftentimes, you know, may be on the award shows and she may... She may say something that could be a little mean or cringy um, to some, uh, you know, um, times like she said something about, shit, I forgot the one time that, that was very iconic, but she said something crazy one time about, I believe, Taylor Swift or somebody. I could be wrong. Um, however, the producers of the show was a little nervous. She did state that in her opening, um, you know, opening set. Um, but she stated that, you know, she let them know, hey, you know, I, I'm grown. I know how to act, you know, and I'm paraphrasing there. So, But basically she was stating that, hey, I know how to act. You know what I'm saying? Um, when she needs to act appropriately. And uh, so that was a little bit funny that she stated that. Um, it wasn't like no full-on comedy bit or anything like that um, that we may normally see, um, but it was different. And I think, you know, just for her opener, I think that she did a pretty good job. Um, the only, I guess, constructive criticism, and again, this is just my opinion on this on this uh, podcast, is the the outfit that she had on was cute. Um, she tends to, you know, pink is her signature color. So, you know, the color pink, I think could have been brighter or a little bit different. It was more on the pale side. So the dress itself was a nice dress, but I think it could have just 
popped a little more as far as what we see on TV. And the veil that she had on, you could see that, you know, her using the microphone, that the veil itself was kind of getting in the way a little bit. So maybe if they would have made it to where she could have just, you know, flipped the veil up. You know how when women get married and they flip the veil up so that she can they can kiss the groom. Um, yeah, maybe if she would have done that, then we wouldn't have had to see her kind of fumble with that veil um, a bit much. You know what I'm saying? But outside of that, she was very pretty. And... Um, yeah, kudos to Nicki Minaj. I didn't really want to go into, like, the red carpet outfits. Uh, everybody, to me, pretty much looked decent. Um, I think standout outfits, um, I would say, would be maybe Doja Cat. I mean, it's almost Halloween, and basically her dress looked as if it was, like, a cobwebs. I thought that was kind of dope. Um, who else? Um... Cardi B, Cardi B um, was with her husband Offset on the red carpet. She had on a dress that was uh, made out of like those silver uh, metal hair clips. That was a little bit different. Um, uh, who else? Mm, sexy Red, Glorilla. They were kind of basic to me as far as, you know, what they wore. Um, you had Saucy Santana, who else? Um, yeah, nobody else really kind of stood out to me. Oh, um, Carisha, um, AKA Young Miami. She had on like this, uh, interesting dress. Um, it pretty much was like bathing suit. Uh, what do they call those? Like a one piece bathing suit type of thing, but yet, you know, the, the arms itself was kind of flow, long fabric flowing down. I thought it was an interesting look. Um, interesting look. Mm, maybe showed too much skin for my liking. But, however, shit, I'm not the one that has to wear it. Um, so, it is what it is. Um, who else? Ice Spice, who won uh, Best New Artist Award, you know, just something simple. She didn't really stand out as far as um, her fashions either. You had Taylor Swift, um, Selena Gomez, you know. Um, and, yeah, so let's get into the performances because that is the part. Um, for people who know me in real life know that I have a musical background. Um, I was a musician for... Uh, since third grade up until, you know, my college years, um, I was formerly, you know, a music major. Um, however, that eventually changed and I got into a totally different career. Um, but however, music has played an intricate um, and tremendous significant part in my life. And uh, yeah, I'm always will be a music lover. So performances is definitely my thing and something that I do like to tune into and watch um, during these award shows. Um, first off, let's just talk about I'm not going to go in no specific order, but I'm just going to go by my notes that I wrote down here. Um, the best performance of the night to me 
was motherfucking Doja Cat. Shout out to Doja motherfucking Cat. Doja Cat was on point. People have been clowning her. And mind you, let me let me preface this whole conversation um, with me talking about various artists. I'm not a super fan of anybody. The only person that I have ever been a super fan of was Michael Jackson, Tupac, and I'm a semi-super fan of Jeezy. Those are my favorite people. Um, but I do appreciate, applaud, commend, support all of these other artists as well. Doja Cat for me stood out at the VMAs. People was getting on her for having this demonic video um, for her song Demons. And I don't even know if that's the correct title of the song, but Demon Demons or whatever, whatever is the hook of the song. Um, but she did a wonderful job. Um, she did a wonderful job. She started off with rapping. You know, she she had the opportunity to really showcase um, her full-on talents. I mean, she can rap. Um, she can sing. She can dance. You know, she's just one of those people that has the full package. Uh, people be hating on Doja Cat, but I appreciate Doja Cat um, from a artist standpoint because she's an individual. She's she's not like everybody else. She's not a copycatter, um, and she just does things. Whoever besides her and everyone else on her creative team, they always uh, are able to, you know pull out the stops when it comes to her and her performances and her videos. And she, she showed out in this motherfucker. So shout out to Doja Cat. Um, Cardi B and Megan, let me give them an applause too. Cardi B and Megan um, performed um, their recently um, released song, Bongos. Those two ladies, they did an awesome job. Um, I like the fact that it was upbeat because usually, you know, I would say the last couple of years when we start getting it heavy into like this emo rap and shit, everything just seemed to be slowed down. You know, the only time we would see upbeat, upbeat, um performances or just hear that type of music will be either from you know maybe international artists um but yeah but most times it's just especially for rap it just be too slow it's like we don't want to really hear that slow ass shit you know not for no award show but um cardi b and megan did a wonderful job the the two women look very beautiful on stage um from the beginning, you could tell that this was this was probably, um, I don't want to say last minute, and I don't even know if they got real practice time in, um, but, you know, most of the dance moves were the same um, as when they premiered their music video a week ago. Um, so I don't know if they may not have had, you know, um, the most amount of time to get a, a true 
practice in um, before they went out. But you could tell that, you know, Cardi kind of messed up a little bit at the beginning of the performance. Um, however, hey, she just kind of weaned it. <laughs> she weaned it. Um, but if you just really wasn't paying attention, you wouldn't have caught it. Um, so kudos to them. Um, like I said, both of them looked good and I appreciated the, I like the song, you know, a lot of people don't like it. It's not catchy enough. You know, Cardi has been hitting us hard, um, uh, specifically this year, um, uh, with the features that she's done. And a lot of her features has just been raw. You know what I'm saying? As far as having, um, metaphors or just memorable lines that people can just repeat and it, it sticks in your brain. Um, however, people felt as though the bongos really didn't capture that same, um, essence, you know what I'm saying? Where people just remember certain words out of the song, but Hey, maybe this is one of those songs that will have to grow on the public and we'll see, you know, once people start making TikToks and things of that nature, um, we'll have the ability to see how well this this song kind of grows on the public and see if it moves up the charts as well. So shout out to those ladies. Another performance that I wanted to talk about um, was um, P. Diddy, Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, um, a.k.a. Brother Love, who's coming out with a um, love love album i believe um at the end of this month or maybe yeah if i'm not mistaken will happen this month um and i'm waiting for that project because when diddy really takes his time and and, and truly produces an album it is a phenomenal album and i know he loves r&b music so i am anxiously waiting for this album to drop um especially if he's collaborate rate collaborating um, with a lot of the artists, new and old artists. Um, yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Um, but Diddy, he brought out, he did kind of like a, um, uh, compilation of a few songs, you know, some old songs. He brought his son out who helped him. Um, and he also, um, brought out Miss Keisha Cole. Shout out to Keisha Cole. I'm just giving everybody applauses today. Shout out to motherfucking Keisha Cole. I have always been a Keisha Cole fan. Like I said, for me, I like people who are unique. And her voice is unique. Some may consider she's not a strong singer. And that may be so. However, she is a, uh, a unique singer. I've always enjoyed her. I have every album that she's ever released. And um, I was extremely proud of Keisha Cole because she sung the hell out of her part. Um, oh, and that's one of my favorite songs. I need you and you need me. This is so plain to see. I will never let you, oh, let you go. I will, you belong to me. There's so much I'm yearning for your touch. Oh, excuse me, that's the wrong one. Never will be. 
Baby, won't you come and take this pain away? Oh, last night. Hey. And I love the beat to that song. Hey. Keisha Cole, you did your motherfucking thing. You brought back the orange wig, girl, for us. So everybody who, who's been there and been a fan of Keisha Cole's from day motherfucking one, hey, our girl Keisha did that shit. So shout out to Keisha. Um, Diddy also brought out um, Young Miami. You know, that is allegedly um, his boo. I don't know if she's part of harem or not, but hey. Um, he brought her out, and she did her little thing on her little ones and twos on the stage with Diddy. So that was a that was a nice moment to see them two um, perform that song, and uh, you know all of this. He was had the ability to you know perform, um, because he was awarded the Global Icon Award for 2023. So shout out to Diddy. Regardless of rumors, regardless of, you know, former artists being pissed off at Diddy, um, the man, you just, he's undeniably, um, he is what he is. You know what I'm saying? The man has did his thing in this industry for about 30 years. And uh, like you said, can't stop, won't stop. So shout out to Diddy and hey, kudos to you. Um, the Vanguard Award, which is normally the highest award at the VMAs, um, this year, um, they presented it to, um, Brazilian artist Shakira. So shout out to Shakira. Um, yes, Shakira, I believe she may be 46 or 47 years old, but Shakira has been an artist for, you know, since her teenage years. Um, she's been in the industry. I believe she may be the highest selling female artist of all time, but I'll have to look that up. Or she could be the highest. I think they stated last night she was the highest. They may have said Latin artist, but I don't know. I don't know. Don't quote me on. Don't quote me on the numbers. Um, but she sold ninety five million records worldwide. You know, Shakira is that bitch as well, and. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of her, too, um, for being honored with the Vanguard Award. One thing I did notice overall with the VMAs this year, that, and I'm proud of it, is that there were um, multiple Latin artists who got the opportunity to perform or present an award or even win an award. I really appreciate that because, you know, just growing up in my time frame, in my era, we didn't see... They usually, they would keep, like, the Latin Awards separate from, you know, just, like, the American Awards. Um, but I'm glad that they are recognizing um, Latino artists. And so, yeah, it's time because they selling out they selling out stadiums and arenas and everything else, so, and albums. So, yeah, it, we, people listen to it, you know. America has a, a very large Latin community, so it's only appropriate to honor those individuals such as like Carol G and the rest of them. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for that. Um, SZA shout out to SZA. 
One of our R&B queens, SZA, she was awarded the R&B Artist of the Year. Um, definitely deserving of that. Um, Metro Boomin, producer uh, here in Atlanta. Um, he's had a lot of hit songs to come out. He was able to do like a um, do a little set on stage as well, where he brought out Sway Lee and. Um, who else? A Boogie with the hoodie. He also brought out Future. So shout out to Metro Boomin. And I did, did like the fact that he um, just had a picture of his mom. You know, his mom had died during the pandemic. Um, and uh, I believe he was the only child. But, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was that was nice to see that he um, definitely paid homage to his mother. Um, Afrobeats, Afro, the Afrobeat community. Um you know, was getting a shine on as well. You had, uh, what is it, Rama or Rima and Selena Gomez. They won an award for Best Afrobeat, so shout out to them. Um, and then who else I wanted to just call out? Um, usually I would do like a good, bad, and ugly, but this time a lot of the things were good to me just overall with the show. I would say that ugly, the ugly part of the show or the unnecessary part of the show um, was that uh, that dang Tiffany Haddish. Am I the only one that do not find Tiffany? I don't find Tiffany Haddish funny. Like, not on that type of level. Not on no true stand-up comedian level. Maybe she funny as like a homegirl who you invite to the cookouts. But just on some, you know, just being at these award shows and shit like that, I just don't, uh, I don't see it for Tiffany Haddish in that way. She probably a cool as hell person, you know, to hang out with and party with. But just as far as, like, comedic talent, I don't really see it for Tiffany Haddish. So I'm going to have to get her. Yeah, I'm going to have to shoot Tiffany Haddish down on this one. But she went out there. She was the one who presented the Afro Beast Awards. Her jokes, they, it just wasn't really funny. And then in during the entire program, the cameras just kept on showing her. And it's like people talking, and you could see her sitting down in her seat in the background just acting stupid. Looking crazy as hell, but shout out to you, Tiffany Haddish, child. Anyway, um, anything else about the show? Shout out to Taylor Swift. She won a lot of awards as well. Um, she did it big. I don't necessarily listen to Taylor Swift. Um, however, I would if it's like playing in the car or things like that. I'll listen to Taylor Swift, but I don't necessarily just go out and purchase her music. But I know that y'all know. Taylor Swift has a lot of fans. Um, so shout out to her um, for winning a lot of awards. Um, they did kind of close the show um, just celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. LL Cool J came out. Um, who else? Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember that damn name of that group. But the beatbox, Dougie Fresh came out there as well. Um, Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, you know, they did their thing as well, celebrating hip-hop. So shout-out to VMAs. 
um, for recognizing the hip hop. You know, that's my favorite genre of music, even though I enjoy all types of music. Hip hop is my favorite. Um, so shout out to VMAs for just putting the spotlight on them as well. How do y'all feel about the VMAs? Like what was your good, bad and ugly? Um, definitely leave it in the comments or, you know, when we post this episode on YouTube, leave it in the comments there. I would like to hear exactly what you guys feel about that. Um, and, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, there's so many other artists I can think of that did release projects, um, but maybe not the video concept, you know, part of it, but there has been Travis Scott. Um, we didn't see him. We saw Lil Uzi Vert there, but did he get nominated? Like it was so many other artists that, you know, that have released music. Um, but yeah, um, I did want to say as far as like controversy, people were talking about the video um, shown of Megan Thee Stallion um, and Justin Timberlake that happened behind the scenes um, backstage. Um, everybody was thinking that Megan had cussed Justin Timberlake out and shit like that. And you know how people just start coming up with their own goddamn theories, which I hate when people do that. Um, but Megan was able to kind of, you know, hey, Look now, she posted a video of them smiling and kikiing together just to let the public know that, hey, it was nothing about it. Megan says she talks with her hands, so it probably from afar looked as if she might have been going off. But, you know, people need to stop. You know, a lot of times they feel like black women are always angry about something, and that's not always the case. So us as the public, we need to stop jumping to fucking conclusions. It makes us look like fucking idiots, yo. So please stop doing that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Um, in regards to the VMAs, um, I'm sure by the next episode, we'll have some other shit to talk about, but Hey, until then, I appreciate everybody for tuning in as always. And, uh, don't forget to, uh, Follow us on all streaming platforms, um, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Apple. Um, we're there. Um, definitely check us out on YouTube. Follow our YouTube page. Subscribe to the channel at Straightforward with Miss B. I upload all the audio um, audio files to YouTube as well, so you can watch it there. Especially if you, you know, you don't have Spotify or Apple Music or anything like that you can definitely go to youtube and check us out um but again thank you guys for always supporting me and until the next episode peace out because i need you and you need me this is a way to see i'll never let you